Hey everybody, it's been a while, too long. Neil and I both had some life stuff come up recently and needed a little time to get settled in with things. Thank you for being patient. We have a great episode to launch this new era. We're discussing love, joy, and gratitude. Thank you so much for being patient with us. We'll get things started after the new intro. How to sound, get a sound good. Tell them get it loud. Hold it down, hold it down. Keep it from the undercover. How to sound, get a sound good. Are you ready to talk about some deep shit? Let's get people caught up a little bit, man. So we've uh, it's been a few months since we've dropped an episode. So uh, you want to go ahead? Damn, it's been two. How long has it been? Two? It's been at least two, man. I've been I've been super busy moving and getting ready for a new job and lots of new stuff happening for me. <laughs> new city, new county. Uh, for those of you out there that don't know what I do, I'm an EMS. So new county means a whole new set of rules for me, a whole new new book to learn. Yeah, it's been pretty intense moving. New hospitals to find. Like there's so much new stuff when you move to a different county, a new city. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, it's been a been a you know, interesting last couple of months for me. Uh, I'm transitioning work-wise into, uh, you know, we're we're shifting our business model. So we're just about to open up a new location, doing our new business model. So we just got a lot of checks and balances. We're, you know, checking off. There's there's government stuff involved, compliance, and so just handling all the stuff. That, you know, getting hit with surprises left and right, and uh, you know, just just trying to take them in stride and, and, uh, and make sure they don't knock us out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, some of the shots are harder than others. And government stuff sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So was that like? Yeah, for real. For real. And a lot of the, honestly, a lot of the challenges have been like, you know, I'm in the people business and we, you know, we, we rent uh, to a lot of different guests. We do a, we have a unique short-term rental model so you know it's I'm, I'm dealing with a couple of bad apples that we've been dealing with uh you know the, the, we, we improved our systems a few years ago and then a couple of years ago and it's worked out really well but we've got a couple of old bad apples that are really issues and really expensive and we're we're dealing with it now so you know it's part of it comes with the trade you want to pick apples you have to throw some of them out that's how new trees get more Good metaphor. I like that. Yeah, I feel like we've missed so many big stories in the last couple months. And we had uh, Amanda Nunes retiring. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Loma Haney. Loma Teo, Haney. Teo, oh my Teo God, Finger we can't back. even go into that. We can't <laughs> even write Tio's comeback. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's ugly. I mean, even lightweight, yeah, Shakur, you should tank in jail. I love how the whole division, the whole, the whole little, little young Kings division was up for, was nominated for Boxer of the Year. Like that was, those were the nominees. And Clarissa. And who got it? Clarissa. I love that. That was dope. That was dope. Um, but you know, also, I feel like half the people don't even know who Clarissa is, man. 
they don't know. I'm talking about it like she just, you know, you feel like she Layla. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better know who Layla is, by the way. Don't, she may come looking for you. So, but, uh, uh, for, for anybody that doesn't know, Clarissa Shields is the uh, 155 champion uh, female boxer, undisputed. In two divisions. First boxer. It was, yes, 155 and what's the other division? Right above it, right below it, probably, yeah, yeah probably Welter, or, let me see, June, middle, I'm guessing Welter in middle. Yeah, but yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's the most dominant athlete in boxing, without a doubt. Um, and women's boxing is, it has been great for some time and it's continuing to get better really fast. So it's, you know, um, I'm, I look forward to seeing her continue to grow her legacy and like, even, you know, as you get the Christy Martins and the Serranos and, the, you know, everybody else building their legacy, you know, it, it's just gonna stamp even more what Clarissa is doing. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of like early John Jones, you know, when maybe when there's more of the more stuff, more divisions than the other, like people will look back and really understand the breadth of where she's at, you know, like, let's say in three to five years when some new blood who was inspired by her starts coming around, you know what I mean? like. Yeah. Yeah, she's so far ahead of everybody else. But also, I think we should take a second too before we dive in and just let people know what we plan on shifting and doing. Like, where is this episode going? You know, especially for y'all listening to this for the first time. There's a bunch of y'all that wasn't listening to our, our, our other stuff, and I'm sending this to them. You're going to listen to this now. You're going to like this. You're going to be like, oh, You wasn't going to listen to it before. You wasn't going to listen. You was going to turn it off after five minutes. You're going to be here now. Though. I'm going to tell you why. They don't tell you why. Go ahead, tell them, Neil. Tell them, uh, tell them about the pivot. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> no, so what? You know, we we took some time and really looked at like, you know, what we talk about, what we want to talk about, and what you know, of course, like what what kind of conversations do we all want to be involved in? And I, you know, it's important that this is all in. It comes from like what the passions for me and Josh on this is what we'd be talking about on our own anyway you know I just happen to be here and vice versa right like you know when y'all got a good one good conversation you can hit my line and maybe I'll be on your line too and your your IG chat no but the we you know looking at like the things that motivate us you know obviously the fight game is interesting and we love following it but also too like do we see ourselves the next generation of the hot ESPN podcasters getting up there? Yeah, maybe, you know, like if you sit and talk to me long enough about some interesting shit. Yeah, but that's I don't know if that's where the direction we were going with this, you know, and like um, and also, too, I mean, you know, great, you know, uh, coffee table chats about, you know, morals and things in life is cool. But, you know, and then and, and, and great lessons. But, you know, like, yeah, we got we got more to talk about than that, too. And like are we, you know. Then I got my ass kicked is about getting your ass knocked down and getting getting back up, which all of us kind of can relate to in life. So we, you know, we wanted to really spend more time going down the theme of that that avenue, like just going down that that road and finding different ways. Like the fight game, maybe ways we do that. Obviously, getting your ass kicked is a fight to start with. So you know what I mean? Like it'll always be there, and we'll be talking through 
and around the fight game to get there. But the journey is deeper than that. And even the journey of even a fight itself, even the prize fighting we see is a metaphor for this journey that we all go through in life. So we want to like spend some more time and let's dig down deep into that and look at that fight that we all going through one on one every day, every level. What's your fight? What's my fight? And so like looking at it through that context and looking at it how, you know, and then we can use the examples of fighters and how they do what they do to kind of get there and, and both of us being fighters and understanding you know it's just a, it, you know and you being a fighter in your way listening you know what i mean you can you can all kind of put it together and have fun talking about getting our asses kicked yeah exactly we were never going to be able to do a podcast as good as some of those other people that are doing mma and boxing i don't mainstream that. podcast I'm just so and honestly, that that wasn't us. That's not, that's not us, anyways, Neil. Right? Like we we both we both have a long history of of healing, attempting to heal others in health. Yeah. You know, like my background with uh, with alcoholism and recovering from that through AA, my own spiritual journey. You know, my journey through EMS and helping people on the medical side in emergency situations. Yeah. You want to give people a little bit of background on. Uh, on yours oh yeah yeah I've, uh, yeah I've done a lot of things been you know from you know community organizing you know we've, we've put together local farms i've probably thrown over 100 events in my 20s and 30s and you know work with uh you know i've, I've done a lot of things work with uh this is youth therapy um doing yeah, yeah just yeah you got me stuck like thinking about my resume but like um yeah i mean you know public uh so health being a health coach uh putting together you know programs and wellness programs that have kind of changed things for dozens of people um yeah healing is a part of what we do um and you know uh it is easy to take for granted because there's you know when when it's something you do when you're immersed in it you don't even notice it it's breathing you know and so uh you know, I guess maybe this is a way to just like take that a step further and not to say because I'm not even out here trying to do it. It's just fun. It's what we do. Like, shit, if I like it and you like it too, just, just come on in. Water, water's fine. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're martial artists, but at our core, we're, we're healers. That's right. That's right. And so, so like our very, our very first episode that we're going to talk about with this, uh, with this new format, it's going to be about a, a particular UFC fighter, um, light heavyweight, nothing spectacular. You know, he's 0-3-1 in the UFC, Australian-born uh, Jimmy Crew. And so well, he recently had a fight. Can I reframe? And he got, what was that? Can I reframe it? Go ahead. All right. My man, my brother sent me a ridiculously good topic storyline that inspired the shit out of me and it's based on the story of jimmy crook and what jimmy crook did but it's so much bigger than what jimmy crook did and i really want to highlight that's the part we can all tap and touch into that's big and i'm gonna i'm gonna call it out for what it is this is my brother sent me this title and tagline that's what i want y'all to hear what happens when the thing you love doesn't bring you joy. Take a second and let that sink in. I'm gonna say it one more time so you can hear it fully. What happens when the thing 
you love no longer brings you joy. So we're gonna enter this topic through the story of Jimmy Crew. And we're gonna see where that road leads. Forgive me, bro, I just had to get that in. You inspired me. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll give everybody a background if you haven't heard the story. Uh, Jimmy Crew recently had a fight. He got submitted. Um, the fight before that was against the same guy, which was a draw. Um, he's had a couple losses before that. Um, his UFC run has not been what he thought it was going to be. And uh, during his last loss, he put his gloves in the middle of the ring. And a lot of people were concerned that he might retire. But he uh, posted something on social media to give everybody an update. And I will go ahead and read the, um, the post. He said, I've had a bit to process that reaction after the fight just shows how unhealthy my relationship has gone with this sport. I've been obsessed with being in the UFC since I was 12 years old and it has been my entire identity since I made the decision to chase this dream. I have a lot to address before I think about stepping back in there. Truth is, I don't even know who I am without all this. I'm going to take the time to find myself, do the therapy and get myself right. I've needed to walk away from this unhealthy obsession for a while now. With, with that being said, deep down, I know that I am far from done. I'm going to step away for as long as it takes and do the work and then come back with a healthy and sustainable mindset towards the sport. How long that takes isn't up to me, but I look forward to the challenges coming up. Thank you, everyone that has reached out to check on me. I appreciate more than I am able to express. So, Neil, what happens when the thing that you love no longer brings you joy. Before we go in and answer that, because I do definitely have some thoughts and some some, some, some notes on what what does happen when that happens. But I want to ask you first, Josh, what was your first feeling when you read that story? When I first read that story, I was incredibly impressed at the emotional maturity that he has shown to recognize that he has a very unhealthy relationship with something that he loves and recognize the need for balance in his life and to step away for a little while and to make that his priority. More than coming back Right, like his goal is no longer to come back and be the champ and fight in the UFC. His goal is to get his life straight, get his life balanced, to find that happiness and that joy in the sport and in his life. Uh, my second reaction was, I'm really glad that he said he will be back. I'm really glad that he is acknowledging that this is not the end. You know, he's not he's not saying he's going to be defeated by this. He's saying he's going to take some time away to defeat his own personal demons. And when he has, he will be back. Yeah, I was. I thought it was was really. That was really surprisingly. Uh, vulnerable and introspective to, to see that on you know, public display. It also made me realize the thing too, you know, part of it, I think, was the beginning of a deeper dialogue for Jimmy, which is 
you know, loving real love doesn't have the capacity for sickness. Real love creates pure love, true love, right? Um, and I say it to say, you know, it, it all, love is everything, so everything's always mixed in with it. But say it to say, like, it's hard to love your kids to the point where it's toxic, right? It's, you can express your love in ways that are toxic, but the love itself should not be. If it is, it's not love. Does that make sense? Right, when you, when you think I love this person so much, if they do something else, I have to hurt them because they don't realize how much they're hurting themselves by hurting me. That's not love, right? Feels like it, right? But it was a reminder of, I can imagine getting deep into the game like he has going from, I, when I was working in martial arts schools 15 years ago, I saw lots of kids that wanted to be the UFC guy. This is way before it was what it was. So this is actually 15 years ago, probably 20 years ago, almost. Well, a long time ago. I aged myself too much. But the, a lot of those little 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds, I can imagine them in the, the thing now and now seeing, you know, the way they saw it then and the way it really is when you're in it, right? And, you know, coming to, you know, it, 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 I can imagine it being a thing and I can imagine having to figure out like how much of this, was it just me loving fighting and getting hit and practicing and how much is it just me loving to be competitive? How much is it me loving the actual art? How much is it me loving the image? How much is it me loving the identity? How much is it me, you know what I mean? Like, and once things get bigger, things get more spread out, right? So things that were once jumbled and close together, they now get a little distant, a little spread, right? And so, you know, the, it, 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 everybody's dealing with that dialogue at that level, right? If you, if you get tested at enough level, you don't see enough success and there's enough dissonance there in there. But like being able to call it out for what it is and being able to 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 not have fears to look and confront you like, oh, this and this, you know, are these actually the same thing? That was I, you know what I mean? Was it that, that I think I was looking at this and it's actually that and vice versa. That's hard to do. It's hard to, you know, to acknowledge on a public stage. So I, I I thought I thought that was really cool about it. And I'm not saying he said that all this was happening, but all of this I know is an extension of this inner dialogue. Right? Like you know, um, and so, you know, like a good example would be, and that's not a person I know, I don't want to act like I do, right? But like, I resonate with this person. So I use them as an example. We'll pretend I hypothetically know what they, where they come from. Like Sean Strickland, he strikes me as a guy that loves to fight. And when I say love to fight, not like a badass that wants to prove his ass, that you know what I mean, to show you I'm the baddest one. That, that not that love to fight. Oh, he just love to show me. Like no, just like just enjoy it. It's just fun. Like like little kids love the rough and tumble. Like he just likes to fight. Like it's fun. You know, Josh, you can probably relate to that. I can relate to that. It's fun when you know how to do it and you know how to do it well. It's fucking fun, right? And the way that I've seen him move, the way that he could have probably promoted himself. He, sh he probably could have been in some of the discussions that Drickus is in now, right? But like, he's a good example to me of like, it's not his motive. Like, he, you know what I mean? And all that to say, I don't know if his life is going great just that and the other, but like, I, you know, his love for the thing, even though they all look the same on the outset because they're all doing it for a living this, that and the other, maybe coming from a different place, right? That manifests a different way, you know, over enough, you know, or, or, you know over enough time. You asked Josh earlier, what happens when you, when the thing you love doesn't bring you joy? 
And this is a thing that not just happens to, to fighters. To, uh, this is like humans deal with a lot. It's a big part of the human condition, right? Um, we all want to be happy, you know? And like happiness in the moment, like happiness having right now, one of, you know, joy is one of the, is one of the ways, most intense ways to feel happiness, right? Um, and so, you know, um, that expectation is there, you know? love but I, I love this thing and it brings me joy right and so you know if there is if you love without expectation then you don't have to really worry about it and that's a whole different thing but that's a different topic and if that's what you're doing anyway then this is probably just entertaining for you anyway but you know when expectation is there then you know uh disappointment can be there too right and so that's where that's that's where the journey starts and so when the thing you love doesn't bring you joy you reach a fork in the road and that fork, those two roads are this, like either the thing you love has failed you. You gotta walk down that road and you know what it means and you know what I mean? And disappointment, blame, the hurt, da, 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 da. Or you have failed the thing you love and you have to walk with that. Look in the mirror or try to avoid mirrors with that being the case. Bottom line, that both of those paths create dissonance. They create, you know, in other words, dissonance being, you know, I'm sure we've all heard things resonate. When they resonate, they align, they mush together. The way, the vibe, the vibrations and the waves combine into something greater than themselves, you know, and to make something bigger. Dissonance is like the opposite of that, right? Like things touch and then they get more off and they bounce more off and it just, just doesn't, you know, it's that when people hit bad keys on the piano, <clears throat> dissonance. And so long-term dissonance can create depression. You know, dissonance is a part of the human condition. It's good. You need a little bit of it that, you know, it creates resilience. But long term dissonance creates depression. And so, you know, path one on that fork in the road leads you to like thing after thing. You know, so in other words, like if the thing you love has failed you, you try a new thing. And then if that fails you, try a new thing. You just keep doing until you try a new thing, right? And now if you never develop connection with those things and you just bounce from thing to thing and the thing, the second you feel bored or you feel da da da, or maybe you're not. You, know, you just don't want to go past that point anymore you jump to a new thing at some point you may be thinking that the paths are failing you but at some point you're going to reach a path and you, it's going to not fail you and you may just go on from there but at some point you'll probably reach you'll probably find something that won't fail you and you'll still leave it it'll still not bring you joy and then you'll be like what the fuck right and that will lead to you know so it it, it at some point that ends up leading, leading the path too. Now you, unless you started there, which I'm not gonna say it's better. Because <laughs> path two is a black hole, right? You know, um, you know, the thing, if you have failed the thing that you love, if, if, the, if, if you know, the thing that you love doesn't bring you joy because of you, now you question your self-worth. Now you wonder, you know, like, you know, are you good enough? Can you make it? Are you, you know, and all those things, you know, and, and, you know, you, you, yeah, there's a way out, you know, of course you can come to the end of it, but like, it's a depressing path until you can convince yourself that that's the case, you know, that could happen through a convincing argument. It could happen just in time and forgetting. But I believe the answer for both, or the, like, let's see, the, let's say the answer, because there's not one answer, right? But the, the desired road lies outside of both of those paths, 
You know, like if we're on a fork in the road and you see the path split, look up. And there's a road actually 50 feet ahead of you, right? And it's going straight, right? If you could access that road, right? That's the road. And I said, it's, it's outside of both paths. And it's, you know, the reason that it's happening, that this expectation is happening is because like, at the end of the day, one of us somehow, somewhere you forgot that that thing that you do, whatever it is that's supposed to bring you joy, at the end of the day, it's just an excuse to express yourself love. And the reason you forgot is because you knew that when you started it. You weren't a lifer in martial arts on day one. You weren't in love and ready to marry that girl on day one. You know, you weren't gonna leave everything and go across the seas for that job. You know what I mean? After the first five minute conversation, it had to grow, it had to develop, it had to, it had to, it had to evolve, right? But at the end of the day, the love in the beginning, if, if it had a, if it had a gotten away of you being able to express yourself love or if it had created dissonance with that, you would have left it. So the reason you stayed with it because it was an, it was a way to express self-love. I enjoy this, I like this, it's making me feel good about myself, I'm gonna do more of it, right? And that's good, that we do more things like that and the more things like that have, we feel better about ourselves, we end up better, better people. The beauty, the, the, the way you get into doing things deep like that is you lose yourself in it, you forget, right? You wanna go all the way in, be, be one with it. But when that happens, if you lose your center, if you forget the thing that you're there with, you, you, can, you can become attached to that other thing and that becomes the thing that's, it's doing it for you, it's creating the joy, it's creating love for you. So and then when that happens, you're on its tail you're you know you're going where it leads and if it doesn't know where it's going if it doesn't have a direction if it's not aware of you at some point you're gonna end up somewhere you don't plan on being you know and that's a journey we all deal with in some level way form fashion right whether it's you know being a kid and being too infatuated with the wrong group of people the kids or just you know whatever it is right you know um i think you know the the purpose of you know it, it of it all is 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 that like if 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 you can't if it's not a way to express self-love once you're able to create distance from it like let it go like in the beginning that's what we'd be able to do once you're invested in it it's tough right but being able to stay at a place where you can let it go that's the part that's tough. And it's interesting because I think me and you live that, Josh, right? Like we love what we do. We love our arts, like deeply, deeply invested, deep time spent. You know, this podcast does not do a service. But, you know, we love them also in a way that never puts them in a position to have to conflict with the things that make us happiest, that make us richer. We make sure they're on the same team with but not put them in, and I, I've been in a position to, to potentially try to put them in conflict, and it's not the place to put it. I don't even wanna put it in a position where it could be against things that are important. And I've learned that through, maybe because I'm not doing what I love for a living, so I've had to choose it a little bit more, right? Like, I, you know, haven't had the luxury of, you know, and I might say luxury, because it takes a lot of work to get to the point where you have that luxury, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, but the, the lesson at the end of the day is that like, loving you must bring you joy. And I know it sounds simple and it sounds easy and once you're already in, you know what I mean? But like my whole transformation of my ceremony last year was was a giant life reminder of that. That the things that I was connected to, at some level, I was allowing myself to be too dependent on outside catalysts 
for my joy at a subconscious level that I wasn't paying attention to. And I had the tools to make sure that wasn't the case. I needed to be serious about it. Serious as I was about anything else in life. I put that first until that was my default. And that, that was the case. And a year later, I can say it worked. And I can say I messed up along the way, you know? Um, shit, I just got out of a relationship where I might, I, maybe I didn't, you know, bring, um, you know, the, the thing that I love. Maybe I didn't bring them joy. Maybe I felt, you know, I was left feeling like that. And at the end of the day, I had to find the thing inside of me that, you know, made me love me and brought me joy and reminded my and just accept the things that come with it you know but I, I know i would put my pinky on the line that i did the best i possibly could if that's not good enough can i accept it and move on i'm here so i hope so in other words i'm not gonna say the answer is yes when you in it doesn't feel like it <laughs> you don't know but i'm here you know and we all are you know forgive me for my soapbox but you know that's all I got to say. <laughs> That's fine. You'll go for it. <laughs> so at the end of the end of this month will be my six year sobriety birthday. And one of the things that I focused on with my sponsor when we first started, two phrases. The only difference is one word. I get to do something or I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And we all start out when we first start doing something and we're excited about it is when we're excited about it, we get to do it. Mm -hmm. After a while, that transitions into I have to do it. Mm -hmm. When it becomes I have to do it, it wears on you. When it's I get to do it, it builds you up. It gives you energy that energizes you. And we lose track of that so easily just with that one word. And so for me, it's always been really important. And it started out with my sponsor reminding me, right? Like I'm tired. It's like, man, I have to go to work and this sucks. And he's like, no, you get to go to work. You're blessed to have a job. You're blessed to have an income. You get to do this thing. Even if you don't love it, you get to do it. And it took him reminding me over and over and over again. Now I'm able to do my own spiritual maintenance bring myself back but still even doing stuff that i love i still find myself saying i have to and i need to bring it back even something like like ems something i absolutely love doing there are some days 12 hour shifts i'm exhausted i'm like man why the am i doing this right right and i have to remind myself like i, I had one moment in particular recently it was on father's day you know, I'm doing a 12 hour 911 shift. I'm tired. I think it was like my fourth day in a row working. And it's just like, why, why am I doing this? Like, this is horrible. I should have just taken the day off. But then I got a call and it wasn't a serious call. It's a pretty easy call. We didn't even transport to a hospital or anything like that. But it was a reminder that even though like I was working and it sucked, it was, it's a blessing to be able to help people even on like holidays, especially on holidays, right? While everybody else is relaxing, yeah. I get the blessing. I get to go help people. I get to go assist them. Mm -hmm. Boxing was the same way. After a while, after I did about probably a year and a half, two years of boxing continuously all the time, I was tired, right? Like I got that mindset of I have to go do this. 
I have to train. I have to do this every single day. And it started wearing on me. And it took some time away for me to, to recalibrate my mindset and feel that I'm blessed I get to do this. And I'm blessed that I was able to get the training that I got from, from the people that I got it from. And so I think over time, we, we get that, that phrase transitions. And so we need to just, just calm down and think about just, just our situation. Like no matter how bad it is, somebody's always got it worse. You know, like your car breaks down. It's like, shit, that's a lot of money, but you get to go fix your car. Right. You know, there's billions of people that don't have cars. Right. 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 No, I mean, I think it's, I, I love, for me, it's always been like a, like a hidden little, little gem or code just in language that as much as everybody wants to be great and everybody wants to be great, not just good, but great, right? Whatever it is that they love, you know, like the word for full of greatness, full of great is grateful. Gratitude. Not puffing your chest and standing in soul till you grow and reach the sky, but full of greatness is when the energy is ready to finally go back out, circle back out around. Your cup is full and there's nothing left to do but to find some place good to, to, to spill the extra in. Um, you know, and I, after everything you said too, I wanna just remind listeners too, like, this is a good reminder. When you see people in life that look like they're just happy and have their shit together, or they just into their self-love thing, or they're just into, you know what I mean? And I've been on the side of like watching and everybody gets their shit for a long time. And I, you know what I mean? Not getting it, you know? Like it is, you know, it, it is easy to fall into the trap of, oh, if they got it better than me, oh, da, 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 you know, excuse that, you know? But I just want people to know, when you see a person like that, know, damn well just like when you see a boxer on tv just like when you see a tennis player any professional athlete it's work behind that that happy ass personality that loving life that it's work behind it. nobody's happy ass just wakes up every day and sustainably does it the rich kids don't do it they end up depressed more depressed than anybody because they ain't got no excuse nothing to go fall back on the people that's going through it on the blue collar levels, they go, you know what I mean? Like, of course they ain't got no reason to be happy for no, it's work. And if you want to be happy, if you want that love and that joy, do the work. And if you don't want to do the work, I love that you have the right to, but own it, own it. But shut the fuck up. Excuse me, that's what I tell myself. No, I'm not telling you that, but um, you know, but you know, it's it's a reminder, it's that intense though, right? Feels pretty intense for self-fucking-love, right? Pretty, pretty, pretty fucking angry, right? You sound like you're gonna kick my ass and you're talking about loving myself, right? Yeah, that's how you should feel about it. That's how you should feel about it. You know? Uh, yeah, love and your self-love is, you know, all you got, you know? And your joy, you know, might even be more important than your time, you know? Would you trade a few years of joy for, decades of hell and misery i don't you know who knows right um but you gotta treasure it like it like it's the thing that matters most you know and when you do where i'm going with this is when you do there is an awareness that develops moment to moment just like you talked about josh when you don't start to lose it because you value it too much when you lose it for those few days or those minutes 
and you notice and you need it, you're starving, you can't feed yourself because that is what feeds you. After enough times, no food, after enough times fasting and starving, you'll start to get it. You'll start to pay attention to what keeps it there. And a lot of that's an organic process we have to go through. But when you have excuses to keep it there and to focus on a little more, use them. Use those opportunities. So it to me, in, in closing, but like bring it all together. To me, I look what, what I saw when when I saw that topic and when I hear this conversation, when love, when the thing you love doesn't bring you joy, to me, the first thing I look at is an opportunity. It's a rare opportunity to learn because on some level, like, you know, like the earth is opening up, right? Like something happened, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, what are you gonna do? Um, a lot of times having to deal with the thing I love not bringing me joy has propelled me to a greater capacity for love. And I've also had friends that I've seen when the thing that they love doesn't bring them joy, starting with them, they go down a rabbit hole and don't come back. And if they do, sometimes not the same. So, you know, the, when the thing that loves you brings you joy, you have to remember that the thing didn't bring you joy. You are love, you are joy, you just happen to tap this thing to help you tap into it. And that helps you remember when it doesn't bring you joy. That the same rule exists. Yeah, exactly. Joy, joy is all mental, right? Joy is a gift. You've been given a perspective that most other people don't always get to experience. Like joy is not necessarily a natural state for most people. Joy is in a way the ultimate form of rebellion. Like life is so hard. Life is designed to kick your ass, to knock you down and to keep you down. You can look at life and look at it as totally meaningless. Or you can look at life and realize that, yeah, it might be meaningless, but I'm going to smile. I'm going to smile and I'm going to keep moving forward anyways. When you see those people that are on the mountaintop and have found joy and are just are extremely happy with who they are, it's important to remember that that they did not start there. They started in the valley. They had to climb their way back up. Like you were saying, you know, like it's hard work, but you don't get to the top unless you've been at the very bottom. What are some of your journeys out there? You know? Mine personally? No, no, no. I'm talking to the listener right now. You know? I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give like 30 seconds of just intentional pause. Just to think about the things that you love. And the things that bring you joy. And don't just think about them. Because if they do bring you joy, there's a feeling. And that feeling happens outside and before your mind. 
feel the things that you love and the things that bring you joy. Now take a second and feel the things that you love. Remember something that you love that stopped bringing you joy. Just drink it in. What does that feel like? Why? And how did it feel then? Especially if it was a long time ago. And how does it feel now? And if it's been a long distance between the two, you can compare the two feelings. And all the lessons are in the distance in between. Many, many, many lessons. There's, there's, there's 25th century technology hidden in between. And if it's happened recently, then that's your gauge, right? Like, you know, as distance is created moment by moment, being able to gauge when you can't tell the difference between that and when it does feel like it's far enough to be able to say, okay, I can look at that because maybe I'm providing myself a look. I can look at that without just being about to fall apart. And what is that? What do I, you know, what do I see? What do I gauge out of that? Um, you know, I think uh, the lesson, you know, out of all of it, you know, um, is just, you know, really enjoying that space with yourself is the key thing. But I think one of the secrets to it is like, like Josh said, it happens outside of time. The <clears throat> there's in some of the work that I've done personally, right? Like there was a point in time where I was, you know, this is just a couple of years ago, not not too far along ago. Like, but you know, I was realizing there was anger welling up, right? And not big anger, but just like something was coming up to where, you know, the way I was expressing was just kind of like it was like something is there. Like, let me figure out what that is. And as I did, I just I practiced you know, really sitting still with myself and really, there's a certain smile feeling I feel. And when I do everything, it's just good and everything just goes away. When I feel it, I can just be here dancing by my, I'm in the club, I got background music going, it don't matter. I'm that guy walking down the street, like, you know. Um, and when I sit, I like to tap into that feeling, right? I just sit with myself and enjoy that feeling, enjoy my own space and just, you know, till the cup is full. And, you know, I would be sitting with myself and I found myself trying to get the feeling, trying to get the smile feeling, trying to get, you know what I mean? Which doesn't create it, right? Just chasing it, not getting there. And then you start feeling like, damn, I can't get there. You know what I mean? There's a cycle and you know what I mean? And then that's how you end up, you know, chasing your tail, you know? And I was like, okay, this is, that's definitely not gonna do it. But I was like, you know, I know the more I try, the more it doesn't happen, but if I don't try, nothing's gonna happen. And I was sitting, and I was like, you know, it's like sitting and waiting for a bus stop. You're waiting for it to come. And you're waiting for the thing to happen. And you're waiting, you're anticipating. And I realized it's because you you have an expectation on it coming. I'm here, the bus is gonna come maybe an hour later, maybe a day later, maybe a couple days. It's coming though, I know it's coming. And I sat, I said, wait, what if the motherfucking bus is not coming? What if the bus is not fucking coming? What if it's gonna be a thousand years before the bus comes and you're still gonna be alive? What are you gonna do? You're sitting in the fucking desert. <laughs> You'll never be able to walk away. You just keep walking, it's just be desert. What are you gonna do? And I realized, hey, you can be fucking miserable for a thousand years waiting for a bus. You can find a fucking way to enjoy your fucking time. 
I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'd sit there and find a way to enjoy my time. And when I did that, that feeling came. And I held on to that feeling, I remember that feeling. And I go back to that. And I say it to say, there's, you know, when we talk about finding, you know, the, the when the thing you love doesn't bring you joy, at the end of the day, the thing where joy comes from is, is being a part of all that is. Nature, everything that just here is created, it's, it's got a perfect source. And when you're in alignment with it, it's hard not to feel, you know, great and good, you know, pain, things happen when we're, when we're out of alignment. And uh, getting back in alignment with it is not easy. It's not easy. But all I can say is the easiest way to start getting in there is like it, it, to, to start getting back to it is to not be scared to let things go. Surrender, ask questions, be willing to lose. There's, in the art that I practice the most, and I would, you know, it, it, this is, you know, Tai Chi, we consider the PhD of martial arts in a lot of senses, but there's a, there's a key tenet that we, that, you know, it becomes a lifestyle, really, if you become really good at it, and it's called invest in loss. Invest in loss. So you learn how to, you know, to lose. And it sounds like, you know, a little bit, it's no, it's it's being willing to not let even small little pride things get in the way. And you learn how to move your body after, after getting, after losing in a million ways, you stumble upon like, oh shit, like this way doesn't lose. I thought I figured out all the way to lose. And you realize, oh, you start finding all the ways to win. And you're like, oh, look, I, there's no kind of place left to lose anymore. And I know all the places, you know, and so that's probably the, a bad analogy because it doesn't exactly happen. It's not that depressing and bad, but like, but yeah, investing in loss. Um, it's a reminder, like I said, there's, there's, you know, less is more. And uh, there's, there's a time where, you know, where, yeah, you, the thing, the expectation is the pain. So letting go of the expectation lets go of the pain, but we become attached to the expectation. It's part of the identity. So the things that let the expectation go, let the pain go. And just being willing to look at that and experiment with that leads to change. Yeah, when you lose, you get your ass kicked, try to rephrase it, right? It's not, I just got my ass kicked. It's like, I get to get my ass kicked. Hey. I, get to learn a, I get to learn a lesson. <laughs> We're going to change the podcast. Right, when, <laughs> we changed the title, y'all. <laughs> change your search terms. When you say it like that, right, it becomes something positive. It becomes, becomes something that can bring you joy in the pain. Yeah. And you can really, you can say that for anything, you know, everybody like after this podcast, think of something that used to bring you joy. And here's a little magic trick. Say out loud, you get to do that thing that mm. used to bring you joy. Mm. And the magic trick is I promise it'll make you smile mm. a little bit. Mm. I'm daring some motherfuckers this week. I dare you to try it. Try it. I'm trying it. For real though. I dare you. I challenge you. Don't get your ass kicked. Go out there and try it. Watch out. I'll do it right now. Neil, I get to do this podcast with you. See, I'm smiling already. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's 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 magic. <laughs> Man. 
I get to fart in this room with all of these people right here without warning anybody. <laughs> you, you were smiling before you finished it. <laughs> hey, I love what we do it, man. I think we should. I think we should leave them with lessons. The, the lessons more. Uh, uh, how you feeling, Josh? I feel like I've said everything I got to say on it. I want to. I want people to ruminate on this. I want you to, to let it sit and marinate, and I want you to. To, to, to sip on it and taste it while uh while, while it's hot before it can get watered down with any other dish. I want I want Jimmy to take some time away from the sport and refine his happiness. And I want to see him come back to the octagon and win or lose, stand up there with Joe Rogan, the smile on his face, mm-hmm. and tell everybody that he gets to fight for money. That's a fucking with, awesome. with a huge smile on his face. That's what I want to see. I love more it. than anything, like more than Francis giving it to, to Uncle Dana. <laughs> I want to see that more than Izzy giving it to DDP. <laughs> I want to see that. That's what I look forward to. I love that, bro. I love that. And you know, I tell people all the time, man. Like, you know, I think my goal at the end, like, you know, what I want. When it's all said and done, at this point, more than anything, I just want to die with a smile on my face. I would be, I can't even see it all the way. I would be, that I, I I want it to be a smile. It's going to be a smile when it's over. So I'm always remembering that. I got to have my smile ready. And I keep my smile ready. And it comes in handy more often than you think. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, I feel, I feel like the rest of my life, no matter how long it is, man, I'm, I'm playing with house money, you know. I already, hey. I already reached my, I already reached my goals, right? Like I'm a very <laughs> humble person. I want an inner peace, and I wanted to find joy, like pure joy, pure, like not happiness, not pleasure, that pure joy that just like radiates out of you, like no matter what. And I've been given that gift, so like the rest of my life, man, it's just whatever the fuck I want to do. What I'm talking I'm about. Y'all take that shit and go home and man and, and, and cook some dinner off that shit. Come on. Come on. That should be enough to feed you all week. That's enough to feed me all week. Look. Shit. Hey, I love every single one of y'all listening. Even if I don't bring you joy anymore. <laughs> Until the next time, go get your ass kicked and come back here and talk with us about it. Hell yeah. All right, guys, have a good one. All right.